live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Regions Business Radio. Regions Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank. Brave the beginning. Member FDIC. Now, here's your host, J.D. Mueller. Good morning. Thank you, Mike Salmon. Good to see you. Uh, well, I wish I could see all of you that are listening to the podcast, but I'm going to pretend like I do. Good to see you all this morning. Um, it is it's March of 2022, and the world is very interesting right now. Um, there's a lot going on geopolitically in our world, and uh, we're certainly not a uh, an opinion or a news podcast, but um, in the world of banking and finance, um, you cannot help but uh, understand that the things of this world are impacting you, they're impacting uh, your employees, they're impacting your decision-making. Everything from the interest rate environment that we're in to, to the supply chain, um, what does that mean? And, and by the way, if, if you're unsure of what the supply chain means or how it, how it reacts, you can go to one of our previous episodes with Marty Parker from University of Georgia Terry College of Business who gave us a little bit of supply chain 101. So... Um, you know, uh, there's there there is a ton going on. We're we're currently in the midst of um, what uh, what you would what we're just going to call a, a rising interest rate environment. The Fed has not only um, indicated, but they've taken action to begin raising interest rates. And as consumers and as business people that listen to this podcast, I would just sort of caution against. Um, making blanket decisions just because somebody uh, on your favorite podcast or, or on the news said that you should make a decision because of what rates are doing. Um, rates remain at historical lows. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, this is probably uh, an environment of rising interest rates that we're going to see for some time. I just want to espouse for you business owners and executives uh, the idea of access to capital as opposed to rate the rate and fee decisions. Um, I think your ability to access capital, to preserve capital, and to grow um, grow your balance sheet through the acquisition of assets and other performing maybe uh, acquisitions is is very important. So don't I would say to our business owners and executives, don't don't panic borrow because you think that you have to do something because rates are about to rise. Um, it certainly is prudent, however, to have a conversation with your banker about what rates are doing, how that affects your cash flow, and what your plans are for the next 12 to 18 months. So have that conversation with your banker. Um, it's very important. Look, the truth is, um, as interest rates rise, historically, you've seen a rise in savings rates and ECRs. Not sure that's going to be the case going forward with this rise in interest rates. Now, short-term borrowing, long-term borrowings. Um, as a matter of fact, it's interesting that uh, when when rates, short-term rates started to tick up, mortgages went up. Then the mortgage rates have dropped back down. Um, so long-term rates, the yield curve is acting a little funky. Um, you know, so just just a a, a cautionary idea would be. Um, as your your rate to borrow is going to increase both midterm, short term, and long term, and don't expect that to naturally flow to your savings accounts, um, because and here's why a lot of people don't understand this. Historically, banks are going to pay more interest 
to collect more deposits. That's that's the idea. Banks are going to increase their deposit rate. Um, for those of you that have historically sought CDs or money market rates, um, you get higher rates on those instruments because that bank needs to raise capital to in turn loan it out. Banks are flush with cash, um, including us at Regions. Um, so we, uh, we want to make more loans from the cash that we do have. So I would encourage you to talk to your Regions banker. Um, if you don't have a Regions banker, you need to get one, and you're going to meet one here on the podcast in just a few minutes that I'm going to introduce you to. But in the meantime, um, we got a couple of guests today. I'm going to introduce you first um, to a name that you may recall from about a year ago, a good friend of the program, a, a wonderful friend of Regions Bank in, uh, in Gwinnett, Northeast Georgia, and that is our friend Ryan Jones. Ryan, welcome back to the podcast. Good morning. Great to be here. So about a year ago, um, you were called into a, a new vocation, and uh, after working together for quite some time, um, you decided uh, you were led to, uh, to take a new position at the Neighborhood Cooperative Ministries. Why don't you tell us about that and tell us how it's going? Yeah, just as you said that, I went back in my mind to our last podcast, and I believe our last podcast, it probably wasn't that far from the time where I made the tr transition into the nonprofit world, yeah. but we were on with Georgia Mechanical, a, a client of Regions, and we were talking about a collaborative effort between the company and us where we had uh, the business owner had actually done a fundraising campaign at uh, their facility with their employees to fund uh, some needs around Christmas for the families at my church. Yes. And uh, I don't know, it's kind of cool to think back. That was kind of, uh, that was kind of right before I made this, uh, this fun decision. But yeah, I, um, you know, I, I read a, a book a few years ago that talked about spiritual social and financial capital right and kind of the way we should think about these things and mm. you talk about interest rates and and that type of thing and um it, you know what the book said is it, you know i'm 38 years old and around this time in life is a time where we kind of have it backwards sometimes right and we think about the financial part of life and we we spend all of our time and our effort acquiring money right mm -hmm. And I think it's helpful for a banking client too, probably to think about it in these terms in that you're making rational decisions based upon advice from people like Regions Bank, uh, rather than decisions uh, based solely upon that financial aspect. So I made a decision that not a lot of people make, but um, you know, this time in life, I should be focused on my social capital, my family, my community, um, and that's a thing that I was actually able to do at the bank also. Uh, my spiritual capital, my, my church life and things like that. And then, you know, if I have to work when I'm 70 years old, that's okay with me. But uh, <laughs> for right now, uh, so I joined uh, the Neighborhood Co-op. Uh, we are a, we focus on the basic needs. So we do uh, food and shelter as our two primary uh, objectives. And so we've learned uh, through a lot of research that, uh, you know, families can't focus on anything else if they don't have uh, you know, a roof over their head mm -hmm. and, a, and shelter to, um, to sleep at night and then uh, food to fill them up, you know, and, and it kind of creates a cycle when you don't have those things of, uh, that affects kids. And uh, the area we serve in is a, um, in Norcross, is just a, a high poverty kind of area. 45% of the kids in our, um, in our area are growing up below the poverty line. So there's four of us in the room right now. So if, if that was the case in this room, that would be 
about half of our our kids we yeah. would not be able to provide the basic needs for them so um it's been it's been a fun uh fun start fun adventure there uh a lot to dive into there because you were a very successful banker you had a you had a great career um your clients still love and miss you at the bank um i'm sure uh I'm going to introduce everyone to everyone to Jason Lord in just a moment. He's one of our commercial REMs at Regions, but I know that Jason's heard from some customers about their experience with you. Um, so, but but what I always thought about you, Ryan, was there was a higher calling, and I feel like this was it for you. That um, anyone that knew you, anybody that was around you, knew that you have a servant's heart, and you played that out perfectly in the professional and financial world at Regions and um, had an impact on us the short time that you were with us and those customers, but your heartbeat was a was that of a servant. So you were able to serve customers at the bank, but this really lined up with your core values and the impact that you wanted to have. Um, has it been both uh, satisfying for you since you've made the move, and and how impactful has it been on you to have made that move? Yeah, first I would say it's it's one thing that I learned in making this move and, and you know the higher calling is that um, this is me. It's not it's not anybody else, right? So there's um, my banking career was was awesome, and if I would have stayed being a banker for the rest of my career, I could have done similar things in my life. And you do that, and and um, that was the culture that we had on our team is that we weren't just um, bankers right we were people that that cared about each other we were people that cared about um, our health we, we cared about our communities uh, I don't know you know I, I'm not employed by you anymore so I can say JD did make us um, walk up the seven flights of stairs of the regions <laughs> building in Gainesville uh, so to help our health a little bit so uh, that was one of our, our team rules but um, yeah it um, and you know the the interesting thing too is that um, you know, that's what we do at the bank. And that's why um, that relational aspect is something that if we can figure that out from all walks of life, from the business world, from the nonprofit world, that's what the families that we serve are missing, right? The basic needs are great, right? We help with um, putting folks up in, in hotels that are about to be homeless. We help with uh, paying rent. We help with the food. We help with things like that. But the biggest thing that uh, a lot of our families are missing is just that relational component. You know, you have the Maslow's hierarchy of needs where you start at the bottom with the basic needs, right? And you move up into the love and belonging. Then you move up into the self-actualization, the, the future-based needs. And the biggest thing that we see is that people like me and you, right? I grew up with an awesome mom and dad that loved me. I have friends and family that if something happened to me, I'd be okay, right? Mm -hmm. um, but that relationship, if we could figure out how to merge those things together with the corporate world and with the nonprofit world in that there's things that a banker, um, and, and y'all do this, things that, skills that you have that really help uh, people that I serve, right? Mm -hmm. And um, serving and volunteering is not just carrying a box or painting a wall. Um, oftentimes it's just being a friend to somebody, right? And that's what we did at the bank. That's, you know, why people actually, I haven't told you this, somebody called me two weeks ago. I'm, you probably know who it is. Um, but uh, he just wanted to talk about his situation and things. And it's funny, you know, it's been a year 
um, but he just, you know, it was, I was somebody. And that's a cool thing that you have the opportunity wow. to do as, as a banker too, is if you develop those relationships, you have, you have friends for your whole life that you've banked forever. Yep. And that's just part of the deal, you know? It is. Well, it makes me think, I mean, I'm, I'm looking over at our producer and, and friend to Regions Business Radio, Mike Salmon. Mike, how, how often, I'm going to put you on the mic for a second. How often do we sit in here on these podcasts and it always comes back to relationships? Every single time. It is. Every it? time. It is. Do you find that interesting given the fact that, that it seems like the world has gone so virtual where relationships seem so flimsy, but here we, we constantly have professional people, bankers, business owners, investors, community servants, and it always comes back to the, the, the importance of relationship. Because you guys lead with relationships when you talk to folks. I like it, and I've said this, you, you've heard me say this before, I love it when you talk about your clients and you say we. Oh, uh, yeah. You never say they, yep. you always talk about your clients saying we did this or we've got to do this. Yeah. Yeah. That's priceless. It is. Thank you, Mike. You know, Ryan, I appreciate that perspective. And, and, it, and it just, it, I'm pausing because it challenges me to think about in a world, you're competing with, with others. You really are. You're competing for wallet, wallet share. Yeah. You're, you're competing for dollars to support, you know, neighborhood co-op. So you've got to have a, a compelling story. You've you got to have results. You, gotta, you know, by the way, um, you, if I may, I'm going to send you the link to our most recent podcast um, where we had uh, Larry Dorfman on from a company called Roots Real Estate. And you need to listen to what they do. There's probably something that y'all can do together. I know he's working with Randy Redner at the Community Foundation. Yeah. Um, so you, I'm going to send that to you to listen. And, and anyone else that's listening today, please go back and listen to our last episode with Larry Dorfman and uh, Justin Smith so you can learn more about uh, Invest With Roots. It's a, it's a very compelling new approach to multifamily real estate and rental that I think that y'all would really benefit from knowing. Um, Huge elephant in the room for, for Gwinnett County is the cost of living and the lack of places to to put folks well this i mean i'm not going to relive the whole episode but they they provide they provide housing and they they give the tenants an opportunity to earn their 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 security deposit back they get to live in it like they own it and there's a financial literacy aspect so they understand that there's more to life than hoping you get your deposit back yeah it's it's compelling um yeah. and people's lives begin to change if you own something if you're if you're stuck in that now you think about some of the people that you serve you got to get them into a hotel Yep. But but if they get up on their feet and they start they start you know crawling walking running, then eventually they may aspire to get into an apartment or get into a single family residence that they can rent. But but can they see beyond that? And you help them do that, and and Larry's group helps them do that. I think it's um, so. JD, why are you talking about this on a on a banking podcast? You know what? If we don't take care. Look, the regulators require us to take care of our communities. We don't do it because we're required. We take care of our communities because it's it's what's right and we need to take care of our neighbors. So that's why I think it's it's so compelling that um, – well, I'm going to – Ryan, you mentioned somebody sought uh, counsel from you not too long ago. We're not going to say their name. wouldn't be too hard to figure out. But at the same time, how often do you see, see people from Regions Bank? How – how do you, I mean, you have lunch with Phil Benelli every now and then, and you see other folks. I mean, it's relationship. Yeah, and Phil makes me better at life. I mean, that's kind of, that was the cool thing that we had going on with our team is that 
you're surrounded by people that make you better. And that's, it's hard as you get older and as you, it's harder to make friends. It's, it's hard to surround yourself by, with people that build you up. And that's the, you know, the hope that I can help in, in my job now is that being that person to when someone, I think that's a great thing for us to aspire to be as bankers, as people is to being someone that when I think of that person like Phil, I think of, I'm going to, we set up a, we're, we're meeting monthly for, for breakfast just to talk about life. And he has, um, he has another group of men that he meets with that they set goals for each other. Right. And so Mm -hmm. one thing before we meet again is I'm going to make goals for myself for this year. And we're going to talk about it and hold each other accountable. But, um, when I think of him, I think of someone that when I'm around him, I'd smile, I feel better about myself. And then I feel like I, you know, I, uh, I need to do something, right? I feel yeah, like call uh, to action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not not to have a love fest on the podcast, but people think the same of you. They do, and and you know why? Um, there, there's an old uh, there's an old commercial that says you're known by the company you keep, and 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 the thing that I just pound into my kids' head is, show me your friends, and I'll show your future, and um, that's why I'm very selective about the team that I build. Um, you know, so I, I just want to say back to you, you have that effect on people too. Or you wouldn't be doing what you're doing at Neighborhood Co-op, having an impact on a variety of ministries, working to bring different ministries together to serve an entire community. Um, that's a calling, and it, and it requires a very special talent and I think a very special ability to build relationships. Um, I do want to ask you about, well, there's been two things that I want to ask you about um, since our last time together on the podcast not personally um number one is uh you were talking about seven flights of steps and holding each other accountable uh it, it's amazing that you you made this decision to leave banking go into the ministry and you had a little bit of a hiccup as you were making that transition um and now you're fully recovered and just uh you know um a, a mishap on a jog and so how are you doing and and what did you learn from that situation yeah, I did. I did get run over by a Chevy Silverado. So it wasn't, I like to make the distinction. It was a Chevy Silverado. It wasn't a, you know, a neon or, you know, a small <laughs> vehicle, but, uh, yeah, it was so a, it was a big truck. That it was ran a you big over. truck. Yeah. He, he got me. Um, but I'm still here. Uh, that was last May. So, uh, I usually train around this time of year actually for, uh, it's my annual thing that I do. I go into Charleston, do the bridge run. It's a 10 K and I try to run real fast that's that's my goal and uh and so i don't know with any you know the last couple years in everybody's life has been crazy and people have uh health challenges and and uh one thing that i've learned is just to be grateful every Mm -hmm. day that i have and uh you know you don't have to be hit by a car to for that to happen but it is interesting how quickly you forget you know and uh i think um you know with with everything that's going on in the world and Ukraine right now, it's a, it's a moment where we can all kind of talk to our kids and, and, uh, just try to remember, right. It's so hard to, to remember when you wake up that, you know, it's almost been a year now since I was hit by the car, but, uh, I'm still here, you know, I I woke up and, uh, and, uh, you're talking to you. You're doing your thing. Right. You know, so, um, my, my, my second and final question for you, uh, over the last year, um, we're talking about relationships. And certainly uh, everyone cheers and we're thankful that you're okay. Part, part of your recovery is because you were so healthy. Probably, yeah. um, so you all had a banquet 
for co-op and uh, something very special happened at that banquet and it was and it was again under the theme of relationships can you share the amazing i think the and, and look it's been nationwide news everybody's heard about it but you had a front row seat you helped orchestrate it uh, what happened at the banquet yeah well the, my first disclaimer is uh, well you know a lot of times in life you uh you just have to and Phil and I talked about this too. You just got to start doing it and figure it out, right? Yeah. I am not an event planner. Never have been, never will be. And, <laughs> and this this year, you know, it's kind of hard because now, you know, we have a fundraiser every year. So it's like, what do we do this year, you know, after, yeah. after last year? But one of the first things I did is uh, I have a friend who played for Georgia and uh, we have this event every year. And last year we were stepping it up a notch, having it at a new venue and, and uh, trying to make it a big deal and, and have some success. So, my first order of business, uh, I listened to actually a podcast um, that Coach Richt was on. Um, it was the Passion, Passion City Church podcast, and I, I was listening to him talk about uh, his experiences, and he's had some health issues mm-hmm. and, and things. And uh, so I just thought, I, you know, I wonder if I could ask my buddy if, if he would come speak. And uh, it was right around the time that he had gone public with his uh, diagnosis, um, and uh, I, I didn't think we'd have any chance to to get him there. And, and uh, am I right? Is it Parkinson's? Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It's early. Yeah. It, he he talks great. And you just you can tell he's it, it's uh, difficult for him to 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 do the basic things. Yeah. Get around and move around. But um, long story short, he he said yes. And uh, in the planning process, we learned that one of his former players was actually on staff at one of our big supporting churches, Victory Church. Um, they're awesome. I mean, they're they're uh, incredible partners. But uh, so we had this thought that maybe during our interview with him that we would bring, uh, the, the player's name's Trey Battle. We'd bring Trey up and uh, have him talk about his relationship with Coach. And uh, we learned through that process that Trey, he was an NFL player, amazing human being. Just, I mean, eloquent, uh, incredible community servant incredible person but after his time in the nfl he had uh, gone back to school at georgia and um he'd had some um he had one former teammate that had committed suicide paul oliver mm-hmm. coach rick later created the paul oliver network to support his former players uh, he had another former teammate die in a tragic fire uh, accident and he'd been through a lot and so he called coach rick from a bridge and uh, he was going to commit suicide. And he called, coach was the first person he thought of. And he told this story before. He told it at church and everything, but he'd never said it to coach. No person. way. Yeah, he'd never, so when we were talking to him, we are like, that's incredible, it's been a long time, you know? And he said he talks to them all the time and they're friends and stay in touch, but he'd never spoken those words to him. And uh, so we called Trey up and uh, I mean, Trey stands up and coach, immediately starts bawling and I, I remember I I asked his son David his son David helps with his booking and stuff and I said is, is it okay if we bring Trey up there and he said yeah you know dad's been a bit of a crier lately but that's okay so <laughs> um, so he stands up coach starts crying and then he goes up there and Trey just looks him straight in the eye there's 300 people there looks him straight in the eye and articulates if it was me I would have been a mess yeah. I wouldn't have been able to speak talk I wouldn't have been able to uh, to communicate. Wow. And uh, he looks right at him and says, you know, thank you for saving my life. Thank you for picking up the phone and saving my life. 
And uh, it was just one of those things. Like, I will always remember. Everybody who was there will always remember. But, again, it speaks to the relationships. And mm. it speaks to the value. You just never know. You never know of that, that customer. You never know what somebody's going through. Um, but, you know, us, you know, as bankers is what I do now. Um, you just never know. You, you never know when being a friend to somebody is gonna, going to uh, result in saving somebody's life. And you would think Trey, I mean, he was an NFL player, had a great career at Georgia. I mean, and, and then he finds himself on a bridge. I mean, by the world's standards, the guy was successful. Yep. And he had and he and he needed something else and coach was there. Um it, it makes me wanna sort of challenge um and we probably I'm not I was gonna say we probably. We one hundred percent everyone listening and everyone in this room, we know somebody that should needs to hear from us today. Um and we need to do that. Uh, almost almost make that part of your accountability with whoever you have accountability with is are you reaching out to the people that need to hear from you? Um, whether it's I have a mentor that I haven't reached out for, reached out to in a while, professionally it might be customers, might be donors at co-op, mm-hmm. you know, um, but we, we, we don't know what others are going through. And, and this world is crazy. And we have friends that are going through hell sideways. And an encouraging word or a check-in um, would be appropriate. I mean, who's, who's ever gotten mad at somebody for checking on them, you know? Oh, leave me alone. Yeah. It's easy to forget too, you know. I have big dreams, you know. I have, I want to change the world. I want to save the world. I want to save people. But sometimes you get too caught up in thinking about the big stuff, and you forget that today we have the chance to, you know, leave this podcast, go call somebody, or or text them, and just check yeah. in on them, be the, a friend. We got today. You know, that's we're not even assured the rest of today. So what are we going to do with what we got? Um, you know, I tell my kids that, uh, you know, life isn't made up of a few big decisions. It's made up of a million small ones. And, uh, you know, what we do with that is, is how, how the end of the game is how the game ends with, uh, with your dash, as they say. Um, if people wanted to learn more about co-op or I, I, what I would hope is somebody hears this podcast and they go, that Ryan Jones is a guy I just want to spend time with. And in doing so, you will bless them, and you can share with them what you're doing at the ministry. How do people get in touch with you or, or learn more about the co-op? So my email is Ryan. This is this is one of the benefits of working for a nonprofit. When I was in banking, I was always like Ryan Jones number three or number two or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know, only Ryan Jones, you know. So I'm Ryan at our, O-U-R-N-C-M dot org. And the website for the organization is the same thing. So it's our, O-U-R-N-C-M dot org. Awesome. Man, I appreciate you being here Thank on you. short notice. So so glad to know it's going well. You know, when we had our sort of departure lunch at Longhorn and Brazelton, and it was emotional. Um, but I knew that, that there was a plan greater for you, and it sounds to me like it's exactly where you need to be. We are so proud of you. And I personally just so happy for you man it's awesome so thanks for coming today thank you jj um so that's ryan jones neighborhood cooperative ministries um y'all check it out please um take advantage get to know ryan a little bit and uh, see what he can do to to help you in in your nonprofit or engaging with the community um my other guest is a a, i'm not going to say a new friend but uh uh gotten to know uh jason lord over the last couple of months and he recently joined our team at regions as a uh as a uh, commercial relationship manager, he lives 
in the Forsyth area, but he calls across North Georgia, Alfreda, Johns Creek, Gwinnett, uh, Forsyth. Um, so, uh, Jason, uh, man, I put the heat on you following uh, following Ryan right there. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that. It was really good stuff, though. And um, the whole time I thought I was the only person in the room that had been ran over by a car, so we have that in common as well. So, But, no, really good stuff with uh, with sharing, with reaching out to others, you know, just always trying to check in on your friends because, you know, it's like the whole, you know, the duck in the pond where it looks all calm above the water, but underwater the legs are just kicking like crazy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a great reminder to anyone listening to check in on your friends and family and because um, you never know what they're going through. But thanks, J.D. Happy to be with Regions now, and it's been a great uh, four months so far. Yeah. Well, we've certainly thrown you into the deep end of the pool, um, you know, just uh, – to get out there and, and do what you do. And we, we uh, you know, Ryan and I and, and Mike, we talked a, a lot about relationships and, you know, that's what we do as a banker. How did, how does that hit you when you think about relationship banking? Well, I look at it as, you know, trying to kind of be a trusted advisor to walk the, you know, walk the path with the business owners as far as what they're trying to achieve or what their goals are long-term and make sure that kind of what you're what you're doing with them is uh, is matching that and is trying to set them up for that success they're looking for. Uh, and when I'm having initial conversations with business owners, a lot of times, you know, I'll ask, I say, you know, who's your who's your CPA or who's your attorney? Then they always have an answer very quickly. But then I always, you know, I'll say, you know, who's your banker? And they'll name a bank. Mm. And I said, well, what about I mean, what about a, a personal relationship with that bank? Mm. Um, and so I try to go, you know, make myself available to customers to make that large bank much smaller because um, I have the easy access to all the resources they need. So all they need is my cell phone number. Yeah. yeah I've, and, I've, and I've seen you uh, execute on that uh, very well over the last four months, and that's certainly what, what drew us together. Um, so uh, what is, in regards to building those relationships and sort of your uh, your track record in banking, what do you, what do you like most about banking? And, and are, are there sectors of commercial banking that you are uh, more specifically suited for? Well, one of the things I really enjoy about banking over the last 16 years is is kind of seeing progress or seeing, um, like if you have a construction loan for a new facility, you know, once that business is up and running, you know you had a small part in that and helped that business owner with that growth or achieve that goal, as I said earlier. So I think you can see, um, you can see the work that you've done play itself out as a tangible uh in a tangible way as far as my long term or my specialties i guess you could say i've worked a lot with multifamily um and i this kind of goes along with ryan a little bit but i that's definitely a um, a space that is needed in every community Mm -hmm. and um, again it's a very tangible uh, outcome and once that's complete you can see people living working and playing in these areas that you helped develop um done you know some medical with you know doctor's offices and some of the same I guess the same thing would apply with that is you know you help this 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 physician open a facility where he can help others mm-hmm. um, in your own community and in some cases you know I, I may visit that exact office for my health care needs too so it kind of just goes full circle um, and I'll, I'll, I like walking the path with the with the business owners uh, start to finish. Yeah, it's very good that you have some medical experience because when you bank uh, particular uh, donut shops, you know, those people that eat donuts may need to head to the doctor eventually with all that sugar intake. Once again, full circle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm just just kidding. If you think about let's 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 for a minute think that maybe you 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 come across a prospect or someone that you'd like to grow a relationship with uh, from a banking perspective, what would you like for them to know about you? And th- and maybe maybe somebody listening to this podcast is um you know there's there's turmoil not only in the world but in the banking business. We have uh, we have some competitors that are going some through some system changes and you know there's some cash management this and some loan that going on at our competitors and you know let the hypothetical business owner executive that may be listening today what would you want them to to know about you uh in in regards to your commitment to them uh that that may you know provoke them to reach out well my commitment typically is that i'm available uh as i said earlier cell phone call away um there's going to be turmoil in the world in the banking world in the foreseeable future and there's nothing we can do about that mm. but if we may, availability whether it you know for personal you know if, if, I, if i'm unhealthy i want availability with a doctor mm-hmm. um, want availability for other services i may need and that's that's what i provide to the business owners is yeah the bank may be going through x y or z but i can i can navigate that better from the inside and i'm a phone call away and I, i'll i'll give advice um, i'm not gonna I can be a partner in the business, but I'll definitely be an advisor and just help help make some of these strategic decisions or help guide. Okay, you, you don't need, as you mentioned earlier, you don't need to go out and borrow that half million dollars to expand right now. Rates are still going to be, uh, while rising, we're still at historic lows. Mm-hmm. So don't go out and just um, you know leverage yourself up for, for panic reasons. Yep. So it's just really walking through the business cycle with with a business owner and a lot of times we have those conversations with business owners well before they become clients mm-hmm. and in some cases you, i might be an advisor for 12 18 24 months and then finally you know there's an inflection point or something happens at their bank that that puts them over the edge and they've kind of started to like what they see with the advisor and the relationship and then we become they become customers and so um it's just to me. I take the long-term approach to it. Yeah. Don't don't reach out to somebody and say, "Hey, can I lend you some money?" Get to know what they need. Uh, get right. to know where they're headed, what their path is, and um, you know, walk along that with them. I think I think uh, along all of our careers, we would see that um, the most beneficial relationships for for both parties are the ones in which you've made the longest investment. You know, um, quick relationships tend to be sort of quick-lived really so so that long-term commitment to getting to know somebody understanding what they're doing helping them accomplish something that they themselves may not have seen um that's uh that's exactly what people should expect from a banker uh especially one with the region's logo on their card named jason lord yeah and in the quick relationship as you said i i can't pretend to know your business in a 60-minute lunch Mm-hmm. Where half the time is spent talking about uh, you know the national championship football team from this year that just happens to be here in Georgia. Yeah, amen. Um, but yeah, so I can't pretend to know your business in one meeting. So the long term approach is 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 what everyone should be looking for. Yeah, yeah, and I think today's uh, today's society we want a quick hit, right? I mean, we want it, we want it now, we want it cheap, we want it yesterday. When in fact, um, we tend to see a broader, longer time horizon to get to. Uh, to get to the to, to the right spot along the journey. And that may be, like you said, an expansion. It may be a new building. It may be a new location. It could be acquiring a new company. And, and you can help with all those things, whether it's buying a piece of equipment, buying a building, leasing a building, 
you know, mergers and acquisitions. You can do all those things. Well, certainly. Yeah, we have uh, broad capabilities through regions with our capital markets group, our, you know, our wealth group, our com- core commercial. Uh, we have, we have you know, the entire offering that any business would need um, from a startup to well-established 20-year businesses that are looking to uh, transition to the next gener- generation. Um, so we, we kind of have all those capabilities. We do, and that reminds me, um, certainly not saying any names, but uh, you know, at the end of last year uh, on this podcast, we talked about the fact that we had three or four businesses that sold, and in doing so created uh, – you know, sort of generational wealth opportunities. So what happened was existing customers sold their business. There was a liquidity event. So our our private bank stepped in to help, whether it was, you know, establishing trust or, or uh, investment portfolios. One of the, it's a crazy story, one of those individuals that sold their business last year, um, you know, long-term customer of the bank, sold their business. The assets stayed with Regions Private Wealth because there was a plan and then, uh, unfortunately, the gentleman passed away early this year, and now we are uh, we're we're serving as like a, an executor or a trustee on trust, and it's now to you know the gentleman's passed away, but because everything was buttoned up, his wife and his kids they get to continue the journey that he had set them on, and we've been there every step of the way, and never once was it, oh well, what's your rate and fee? You know, it was about a long-term relationship, um, and those things. The, I mean, you can't you can't duplicate that. Yeah, and that's a very important point you just brought up, uh, JD. A lot of a lot of business owners' succession plan is well, I'll sell the business, and that liquidity event will take care of uh, all the all the issues, all the family. But if it's if it's not played out and it's not written down, and if you're not working with someone about what that actually looks like, selling your just selling the business with is not the great strategy. You have to have all these things in in place as far as, you know, who can who can take over, who yeah. can um so the, having the trust or having the advisors well before that happens uh, because like you said you're not guaranteed tomorrow. So getting some of those things in place is incredibly important not just for your business but for the people who are left trying to work through it mm-hmm. if something were to happen to the business owners. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Just got to be prepared. And there are things to prepare for that we don't even know. And we have resources to help with that. You know, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, if you'd like, maybe share your email address um, or however you'd like to. Um, and, and, you know, if you have anything else that you'd like to share with somebody to provoke them to reach out to you, uh, how can they do that? Yeah, well, email address, as Ryan was joking about earlier, I don't have any threes or fours. But uh, given my last name is Lord, it makes it a little easier to have a simple email. But it's just jason.lord at regions.com. Um, and as far as reaching out, I would, I would just say um, you're not committing to becoming some customer tomorrow. It's uh, reach out if you have any just general questions. I'd love to learn more about your business and see what we could potentially do to help you down the road. Yeah. You know what I like about you know starting a new relationship in that regard is, is just maybe a, a, a fresh view. A fresh view. Um, you know, what do things look like now? Our decision matrix has changed. Matrix has changed dramatically um, given the current geopolitical environment that we're in so uh so jason i'm very happy to have you as part of the team i think the business owners and executive that executives that listen to this um would do well to uh you know to reach out to you or or an opportunity for you to reach out to them so um uh you can uh you can 
reach Jason again at jason.lord at regions.com. Any closing comments from you, Jason? No, I appreciate being on, and uh, it was nice to hear more about Neighborhood Co-op as well. That's a, that's a ministry that's doing really good work for um, a very good cause. So thank you for that. Yeah, um, two great guys here. Um, interestingly enough, um, when when Ryan left Regions and we needed a, a banker in that spot, Jason uh, filled the spot, and they're both uh, – great men of character and integrity that I enjoy spending time with. So, And that's what you get from our team at Regions Bank. So with that said, this has been Regions Business Radio. I've been your, I am your host, uh, J.D. Mueller. I'm the uh, North Georgia Market Executive, Senior Vice President, Head of Commercial Banking. Please call us if we can help, and thank you for listening.